Dave Quanchen, thank you so much for coming on Startup Steroid today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this interview, but before we get into the specifics, we have to address your look because uh, you look relatively young, but I know you're not. Uh, tell us how so how this uh, your uh, persona actually is received uh, by the people you work with. So, um, you know, I'm 19 years old, but most people still think I'm like 13 or 14. <laughs> so really when I go to customers and drivers and other people in the sector, they really think, is is really a kid is is that a kid <laughs> isn't child labor illegal yeah, right this is this if this is they're like how old are you and i'm like i know you're not 19. right they are really really confused about my looks yeah <laughs> so that that's you know that I, I wanted to address that because you do really look very young and you know, the fact that you're 19 uh, adds a lot more credibility. Um, and also the fact that you've been coding for most of your life, right? Tell, tell us when you started yes. uh, started coding, started developing uh, apps and things of that nature. Well, to start about that, I really have to thank my dad because every child is a curious person. But most of the time what happens is that curiosity just vanishes but my dad never let that happen he always cultivated my curiosity whatever the question i threw at him he either had the answer or spent days finding that answer so that really created that questioning ability in me. why is it the way it is and by third grade i really developed a knack for computers uh, there was a new computer center, new computer training center right near my house, and I got admitted to it. And soon I really mastered the computer. And by fifth grade, I wanted to code, but no teacher was really wanting to teach me code because I'm just a five fifth grader. I can't really code. Right. Like, what is it? Does he even know what he's talking about? And somehow we've found a teacher he used to come at our house every night and taught me whatever the heck i wanted right. and that really helped me soon he was though he had to change places so then my self journey started my dad bought books for me back then my english wasn't even good right now my english isn't even really good so i had to read the bengali books the books uh, programming books from bangladesh actually yeah. so I had to teach myself how to code and over the years I taught myself more and more and more and more. So since that fifth grade till now, I've been coding. Coding is a very integral part of my life. Everything, every problem I see, I can go into why is it and I have to solve it in a logical way that makes sense, that is efficient. And that has landed me in a some good company, not like company, but like good community. Yeah. I'm a three times Google FUBAR invitee and I'm a project member of two Google Alpha projects. I'm early adopter, the notable early adopter of many of Google projects also. So I've been in good company for a while. And 
really creating stuff is really my my like kids used to go out and play i was really really sick i couldn't go out and play i just coded i just let my creativity go through the lines of code that's fantastic and uh, in a way you know the health issues uh, i know can be very sensitive but in your case they they really propelled you in uh, you know it and in in coding and things of that nature so you you know at age 19 you probably accomplished more than most you know kids in us you know who might be graduating college or might be you know in their mid 20s um so congratulations for that uh, that you thank know, you very much you, <laughs> the progress you made is fantastic um so we were before we hit record we were chatting a little bit about you know your community the town you live in um and how it wasn't really uh being served by a lot of the IT companies the big IT companies and the apps and the you know uh communities that are coming up tell us a little bit about how you actually came to this idea uh for ride so the whole country of india is actually split into two one part is india and other part is greater india the india part the part that we call really india that other people the people outside really see as india is a very small minority it's the metropolitan area it's the urban area that's where the things happen that's where the innovation is that's where the technology is that's where the money rolls but 72% of the indian population still lives in rural area so the india is really greater than those metropolitan areas areas but so far nothing really happened for us i am a part of a tier 4 town a really really small city of 300000 people so far in my life physically i haven't been affected by any other startup other than amazon and flipkart that's it no other player no other tech company no other app ever really entered the market we were the untouchables we were like there isn't any money there isn't any market in that area but that's where things go wrong because when you have this many people small pennies can make a lot if you can really serve them well so i had to um as you said the health issues i had to really go to kolkata the nearest metropolitan city really often to go to hospitals and i really saw the uber and olas and other ride sharing apps the the cabs and i thought they were pretty neat i really want to use them but <laughs> when i saw the actual pricing they were skyrocketedly high and even if i could afford them heck in my city there are a lot of rich people also some few rich people even if they could afford them they really can't use them because they simply do not exist here they simply do not exist outside metropolitan and urban areas yeah. we are humans too we have the problems too and the problems deserve to be solved i am now traveling for like 5 6 years and every day i had to 
walk around, walk for like 10 minutes, then stand in the summer heat in 40, 45 degrees Celsius for half an hour just for rickshaw drivers to refuse me on my face because they are going somewhere else. Right. I was tired of this. I really was tired of this, but people really couldn't do anything. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. There is nothing to do. People accepted it. But I said, no, if there is a problem, I'm going to solve it. If it bugs me, I'm going to solve it. It's very personal for me now. I'm going to really, really solve it. That's how the entire thing of ride came about to be. That's how ride was born. I faced a very blatantly obvious true problem that everybody experienced every single day of their life, but they just accepted it as their fate. And I said, no, this has to change. That's how this entire thing. Yeah. And and ride is such a, uh, I mean, anyone, you know, you say ride sharing, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, Uber uh, is now, uh, you know, very well understood. Everyone knows what you're talking about, but you're going after a very specific audience. Uh, So tell us a little bit about ride and about what you're hoping to accomplish. What I'm hoping to accomplish is really pretty simple. When I go outside, when I plan to go outside, I don't really have to do anything other than press a button. That's it. Everything else is taken care of. And that at at an affordable price, because affordability is really, really a core part of our, our society in the tier three, tier four society. If something becomes just a tad bit expensive, nobody can afford it. That's the plain, simple truth. In urban areas, a five rupees increase doesn't matter. In rural, tier three, tier four areas, five rupees increase is like a 50% hike. It's a really price sensitive market. And just to make sure people in the West understand it, when we're talking about rupees, we're talking about a 70 to 1 ratio. So yeah, uh, a 75 five rupees, to 1 ratio. Right. So a 5 rupee increase, we're talking about, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, um, you know, 5 0.15 cents. cents. 0.15 yeah. cents, actually. 0.15. Okay. Uh, so about 15 cent difference uh, in uh, pricing. So this is a very small fluctuation, but because the market is so price sensitive, uh, even that kind of a 15 cent price increase will throw the entire market out uh, because they just can't afford to pay that additional. No. uh, So you had to make, so we had to develop this whole thing with that in mind. The people who are fortunate enough to afford a cab wouldn't be using an auto rickshaw or e-rickshaw. Yep. So the, we had to really design this whole thing with them in mind. And we are in really great market right now because, as I said, everybody just accepted it as it is. This is mm-hmm. it, it's just like the 2007 situation where BlackBerry was the common thing. It's just the thing. It is what is it? That's the phone. Until the iPhone came, then it totally redefined what a phone is supposed to mean. 
that's we are trying to do the same thing transportation is a very neglected area in this tier 3 tier 4 the greater india as i say it and we are trying to say no this cannot be it there is a better way and this doesn't burn a hole in in your pocket that's fantastic and it's amazing how much of a uh, business perspective business know-how you have to have in to develop a product similar to uber but that the cost structure of the company is significantly lower to be able to reach that market uh, so uh, again that, that that's fantastic that you've been able to visualize that tell us how you actually achieved it what what have you done in uh, the last two years or so of the company existing? How did you develop the product? How did you build the cost structure? So, thanks to my technical know-how, I really start, absolutely jumped on it. I'm gonna develop this. I'm, back in that time, Flutter was a new project, so I tried my hands with it. I developed it from the ground up. I wrote the entire, Riders app. I wrote the entire drivers app. I made the entire backend by myself. I worked 12 to 16 hours every day. And this camera is not really high resolution, or you could have seen 80% of my hair is gray. Actually, it's the <laughs> upper layer. Upper, no, I'm serious. This upper layer is black, but underneath, 80% of my hair is gray. And everybody asks, why is it gray? I just say, oh, and my liver mal malfunctions. No worries, my liver malfunctions. <laughs> no, but, so we were but, perfect. Yeah, yeah, but you you've done a good amount of work. Uh, walk us through that actual work that you did. Well, to say the least, how can I say it? Really, it was a very very grueling process because I although I've been coding for the last two years, before that last year I wasn't really in touch, so I had to really get back on the track first and then i i'm alone i'm the single engineer in this whole thing i'm the single person developing it so managing an entire 10 to 12 people team worth of project is extremely hard and it really takes a toll on your mind your body and your academics my academics were a little hurt I'm not going to lie. And after the app was done, we were really ecstatic to launch it. My co-founder is my father. He has 30 years of experience in banking and finance. And so he really helped develop the whole process and everything. But the fun thing that happened is, first our approach was fake it till you make it. We didn't come to what we are today from the first day first our approach was fake it till you make it we are going against the big boys we're going to play like the big boys we printed expensive flyers everything and we distributed them among anybody we can get on road me and my dad just took the flyers every day evening we got out on the road for till like night 9, 10, 11, doesn't matter. As long as there were people, we were handing the flyers. Some, sometimes during the rush hours, when the rickshaws were just passing me, there were full rickshaws. They were going to the station 
I jumped in the e-rickshaws to hand the hand the passengers a flyer. Really dangerous. I wouldn't recommend to any other founder, but yeah, I had to do it. Right. We really did that. <laughs> Now, the why I say fun fun thing is I just casually told my friend to tell his brother to post on Facebook that yeah, ride exists. Ride is here to do this, this, this. Ride is affordable, etc. Just simple stuff. The next day we launched. we recognize the people that took our flyers weren't the ones that are really signing up on our platform majority of our users are coming from that single facebook post wow and that really opened our eye a little bit because we found the first problem and solved it simultaneously the first part of the problem is people don't like new companies they do not trust them you had to build trust sometimes it's very very expensive and very very hard and takes years for even established companies in india to build trust right but that single facebook post really said hey i know this product i trust this product you are my friends you can try this product that really opened the door we realized if we have to acquire customers we have really have to go through one thing that is referrals because people trust people people don't trust brands people trust people second part of our problem was we were growing extremely fast that day but under 12 hours we were shut down by the union the local e-rickshaw union why our sole business model our sole app threatened their entire existence so they really was really were set aback they forcefully stopped us but still we managed to do about 50 get about 56 request in first 12 hours 48 were them were done and in the next 30 days we got significant amount of request we couldn't fulfill that because of course we were shut down but there was enough strong name of us in my city alone that people were trying to get a rickshaw even though they knew we were offline that's amazing they re- they really wanted this that's where we realized this is an absolute gold mine the whole greater india is an absolute untapped market and we have to grab on that our first phase of our pilot project stopped from that and then we really got a little far half an hour to another city and we said no union stopped us from in our city in my city so we are going to have to devise a way we contacted the secretary of the unions we pitched them the product and the first question that arised was what what's in it for me <laughs> now till today this whole thing is bootstrapped from my father's pension checks we have really really low operational cost <laughs> 
really low burn because we have optimized the platform in that way. We work in that way that we have really low cost. So to answer that question, what's in it for me, we realized we couldn't really pay him anything. Something that our, we know our competitors do, our competitors can afford to do. But that is not for us. We can't afford to pay him because if we pay him, what we, we can't eat. We can't have dinner if we pay him. <laughs> right. That's when the second part of our business came about. That no, you can't really just throw money at this problem in this market. If you throw money, you, are, you have to break even someday. If you have to break even, you have to get that money from the customer. And if you try to get that money from the customer, the customer is not going to use you. Right. You have you threw money in a market just to destroy it yourself. Right. That's when we had to get clever. We devised certain ways. The certain way is we told him, look, how about for each e-rickshaw that you onboard onto our platform, you verify their documents, you give them the marketing materials, you give them stickers and everything, you train them, you onboard them on our platform for a fee. You can take that fee. We had to put that fee because no driver was really comfortable with not paying a fee. It's, it's actually a counterintuitive thing, but they were really sketchy. Why are they coming to us for a free product? It's really, they were really taken aback. So we had to actually put a price that you have to pay this to get on our platform. And they were very ecstatic about it. Yes, I'm, I, I want to pay that. Don't worry, right. I'm going to pay that. That's how we developed this system. So we were working. So we are now in agreement with the union leader. He is going to onboard every driver. He's going to train all the drivers. You're gonna he's going to verify. He's going to give them marketing material. And now he's overly ecstatic, so, so much so that he proposed us without knowing that we are actually in bike taxi market also. He proposed us, can you really make a bike taxi app also? Because there are a lot of unemployed guys in here in my city that have a bike. I can really use them, no? <laughs> so that, that, that really surprised us that, yeah, this model is going to work. That, that is exactly how for our next 100, uh, 1000 e-rickshaws, we don't have an acquisition cost. We, are, we have negative acquisition cost. So we are getting paid actually to onboard them. You're, you're collecting a fee up front and a big portion of it goes to the union leader, but a small portion comes to you as well. And, yeah. and for those, uh, uh, for that you know, fee that the union leader is getting, he's essentially doing all the recruiting for you. Right. He's doing all the recruiting for us. And this is just a part of the entire thing that we have developed. What we realized is, as I said, throwing money at the problem doesn't solve it. You have for the greater India, you have to develop systems such that the market can make profit for itself. You just, you are just helping them in making profit from for themselves this extends more uh, far from union because in that city in our second pilot city 
the union is helping us good but we have to be adapted adaptive not in not in every city there are going to be some variations some unions are going to be okay we are going to onboard them on our platform some union going to be no absolutely not you cannot enter my area if you set foot i'm going to chase you right there you have to then if you are any other company you just got another problem on your hand yeah. you now have to develop another system but since our core is set no we don't treat our drivers as a replaceable replaceable supply like how some of our competitors are notorious for doing as we all know rather drivers are a part of us we are not going to treat them as a replaceable supply we are going to empower them if we if we empower them that's when the magic happens because they can rest easy everything is sorted everything is taken care of they have a community they have a strong stable platform and they have a lot of benefits not like in health benefits it's it is directly from us we they are an independent contractor not employed but still we have done that in a smart way that it's not we are not cheating them they are still getting the benefits of everything they need so they can really focus on one thing that is helping the riders go from point a to point b and working with us to get them working with us to do that at an affordable rate yeah so you 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 you're the uh, low cost supplier but you're giving them a uh, 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 you know fair share of the revenue and you're providing them with all the tools uh, yes we have the lowest like yeah we have the lowest commission on the market right now that's another thing the core of the thing is what i haven't really discussed till now okay is our community based approach each city we will dive in we will get a handful of new new drivers both from e bike taxi and e rickshaw it's important that we take both and i'm going to explain that a little later instead of focusing on the existing supply of unions we are going to first focus on the coming supply and we are blessed because the number of e rickshaws auto rickshaws is going to double by 2025 so there is plenty of new supply coming in right we are going to help them actually get a e rickshaw through easier financing and stuff mm. we are going to build a community with them in that city so they have a very strong basis and the next drivers that are going to come in have to come in through the referrals of existing drivers that way each driver screens the new driver and everything is sorted out right one of the biggest cost in ride sharing business is the operational cost that is exactly for this reason you have high acquisition cost you have high verification cost you have to constantly acquire new supply anything a, a big part of it is what i got from some industry leaders in this space the big problem in this area is 
when the drivers are from a lower socio-economical background so this is the first time they are having a smartphone and internet and things like this so everything is pretty new to them whatever whenever they face a problem they have to call the support center of the app that's it that's the only way and for that what is what used to happen what the current model is each city has a city manager that takes care of all of this he has to send people to pitch and gain new drivers he has to send people to fix issues of drivers we said no we are going to solve this problem in our way in the greater india way community only that community the existing drivers are able to bring in new drivers so everybody is pre screened everybody knows everybody everybody trusts everybody the verification is done in 10 seconds using our systems you just put in your driver license number and your registration plate number 10 seconds you're done you're verified you're on the platform that's fantastic then, so uh, i then, i think yeah go go ahead finish your thought then because they have a stable community nobody can really threaten them in any ways because they are a strong formation and the big thing is this is the very interesting part when you have a strong community there are bound to be some smart people in there right now the community itself becomes self managing we do not have to appoint a city manager or an operations team in each specific city the community is self sustaining whatever whenever a driver faces a problem he knows every other driver in the city he can just go to any other driver or can go to somebody who actually knows how to fix the problem and they can just fix the problem any type of serious issue that they cannot absolutely solve for the love of their life they cannot really solve it then they really come to us right that really really reduces the operational cost you do not have to micromanage them you do not have to have an overhead on them and they are assured that i have a community i have a very helpful platform i have everything sorted out i can just do what i need to do right i i think that that's brilliant that uh, you know not having to build a whole call center and uh, customer service center and all of those things having that in the uh, in the market i think is very important so uh, that that's a fantastic idea um i know last year with covid there were obviously a lot of challenges uh, in india um and, and being in ride sharing and being in lockdown obviously are are uh, not comp- uh, you know they they're not necessarily uh, work together well um tell us about where you are today what kind of progress have you made in the last two years so in early november we started our first phase of pilot test November 2020 PCC, November 2020 yep so that's where we started the first phase of our pilot test as i said abruptly because of the unions we were shut down in 20, 12 hours still we got enough demand to go on to push through that's how we got 1000 e-rickshaws in our pipeline through that union partnership mm-hmm. in our first in our first phase we really showed that yes there is a demand 
in our second phase we are really going to show that yes this whole ecosystem actually works people if you make the right environment people are going to actually use it now during this covid we can't really do anything we can't get out of our houses can't really do anything so we are in on pause right now everything is sorted out we can't just go ahead and do it after the second wave of this covid boils down we are going to go back into the market we are going to go back into the action we are going to onboard every single driver we are going to launch it in ashoknagar the city we have signed up partnered with and yeah from there our goal is big and our vision is bigger so <laughs> so tell us about that vision what what are you hoping to accomplish in the next 12 months and uh, then we'll also talk about the longer perspective maybe the next 5 years uh we lost audio again can you hear me can you hear me now this is very weird this has never happened to me before <laughs> i can hear you just fine so i i don't know if it's uh i think uh, it's something on my end because i If you want to continue without the headphones that's fine too uh, I don't know without the headphones you can't really hear me because oh, okay got it um okay so uh, it seems like you can hear me now yeah okay so let's continue um so the question was what what are what's uh, what's the next step or well, what are you hoping to accomplish in the next 12 months and then the next 5 years in the next year once our first milestone would be to actually be fully operational and growing in ashoknagar with the partnership and then we can apply for an aggregator license that way we can actually work on more than two cities after we get that aggregator license for that to get that aggregator license actually we have to bring severe modifications on our platform to make it follow the guidelines the government guidelines everything because it it's going to get audited after we get the aggregators license slowly but steadily we are going to approach five cities we are going to expand to five cities and we are going to test we are, we are going to really build all the tools in our arsenal because this market is absolutely dynamic every 20 kilometers whole market changes you can say yep so you can't just formulate one thing and go ahead with it and scale with it you really have to be adaptive yep. so in a, in the in the next five cities we are going to do absolutely whatever is needed to get all the, ars, the tools in our arsenal so we know whenever what situation comes we can actually deal with it right and no, after that i yeah yeah so and i'm a core believe i'm a core core believer that if the unit economics don't make sense if you're not really positive you don't have to ha- have a huge profit but at least on gross you do, don't you are not positive you can't really help your users you are not really adding value scaling doesn't solve everything right you're just gonna lose you used to lose 100 dollars you're now going to lose a million 
trillion dollars. Right. So it has to be your ground has to be solid. You cannot just build a skyscraper on sand. Mm-hmm. So in the next twelve months, we are going to really work on our foundation, on our basis, and really polish it. So after twelve months, we can really focus on one thing: growing and growing positively. That yes. we are really creating value we are getting value and it is not just going to be another balloon that can yeah. easily pop that's fantastic uh, i think uh, you you're doing really well i think uh, you're well on your way um i'm really excited for what you've already accomplished and uh, you know what you uh what your plans are um i'm hoping that uh, you know we can continue to work together and uh, that we can get you the resources you need so absolutely um, once again thank you for coming on and uh, uh let's uh let's continue the conversation yeah absolutely All let's right. go talk to you soon bye talk to you soon bye